0: Hello and welcome to Mornings with Jesus, your daily dose of encouragement. I am your host, Joshua Scott Zeitz. All right, we're jumping back into it. This is day number 34, Mornings with Jesus, book number two, Seek and You Shall Find. This is an author reading. This is called, You Are What You Eat. Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. That's John chapter 4 and verse 34. It's good to return to the basics, especially in our walk with the Lord. Oftentimes, as Christians, we tend to want deep things, emotionally moving things. We want to feel God moving all around us. Listen, God never changes, and that's awesome news. We may not always feel Him or even sense His presence, but He never changes. And how do we know that? The Bible tells me so. In John chapter 4, we find the disciples coming back from a food run in a neighboring town, and they are surprised to find Jesus speaking with a Samaritan woman. They are also surprised when they ask Jesus if he has eaten already, because he tells them his food is to do the will of the Father. Looking only through their natural eyes, they did not understand the awesome thing that had just occurred between Jesus and the woman, nor did they realize the revival that was about to hit her entire town. The Bible keeps us grounded. It keeps us smack dab in the middle of the will of God for our lives. It keeps us living with an eternal perspective. It keeps us in a position to be able to minister to others and to share the gospel with them. The disciples missed an awesome opportunity to experience a mighty move of God simply because they did not understand that we are what we eat. Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, sure, the disciples got to experience the revival because of Jesus and what he did, but wouldn't it be nice if we were the ones to initiate the moves of God in people's lives? Wouldn't it be nice to realize that Jesus said, Greater things than these shall you do, because I go to the Father. As born-again believers, we have the authority and power on the inside to do mighty things in Jesus' name. But we have to be willing to be inconvenienced, to walk through crowds slowly, to miss a meal here or there, miss an appointment, perhaps that can be easily rescheduled later. We are what we eat, and just like Jesus, our first meat— should be to do the will of our Heavenly Father. Don't be afraid to ask God today to help you see and take advantage of divine opportunities. I love that interchange between the woman at the well and Jesus in John chapter 4. It's an amazing example of how Jesus didn't just come from heaven to earth to simply die for our sins, although that is immensely powerful and immensely wonderful, but he also came, and so many times throughout Scripture, we see these one-on-one interchanges that he has with people, and it just shows time and again all throughout Scripture that God doesn't just want us to be born again, but he wants to have an intimate personal relationship with us. You know, something I heard a pastor say a long time ago, he said that, you know, God did not simply hand us a prescription for our malady, instead he got in our mess. And here in John chapter four, we see Jesus coming in the mess of this lady. So much so that he says, look, go get your husband. And she says, I don't have a husband. And he says, rightly so, you've not, you don't have a husband because you know what? You've had five or four or five husbands and the one you're with now is not your husband. In other words, Jesus got on a personal level with this lady, but he didn't just do it just for the sake of getting personal with her. He did it to heal this lady. Remember, whatever God reveals, he heals. And this is just an amazing thing that we see Jesus be intimate with this woman in a way that he was able to speak right to her heart and get right to the heart of the matter. And that's one of the things I just love about the Lord. Let's go right into challenge corner questions for today. It says, read John chapter four today. How did Jesus deal with this woman? how did he deal with her sin how did he meet her right where she was and how can we carry this into our lives and so we kind of actually uh, touched on that here jesus you know it was it was very um taboo for for Jews to speak with Samaritans in this day and age and, and I would so I would go so far as to say it was not just taboo it was very um many Jews were very vehement very uh outspoken if you will uh, about saying I don't want anything to do with the Samaritans and then on top of that for a Jewish man to speak to a Samaritan woman was even um was even more of, a, of, of an awesome thing. So here, Jesus not only sends his disciples forward, but he takes some time to minister to this woman. And he knew of her sin. He knew of her heart. He knew of her previous husbands. He knew of everything in her life. But instead of attacking her at those points of 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 things right there he spoke to her heart and he knew that she was thirsty on the inside and he said you know give me a drink of water you know give me a drink of water and she said i have nothing to draw with and and he's like woman if you only knew who it was that was speaking to you you would ask me of a drink, and I would give you water, and you would never thirst again. And of course, I love that. You know, here Jesus, he he turns the table. So instead of, you know, even in the natural, instead of just wanting this woman to serve him hand and foot, here he, he is inviting her, hey, listen, I am here. I want to serve you. And he invites her, uh, up to the supper table, uh, if you will. And it's a beautiful display. And even over in Revelation 3 and verse 20, it says, You know, here I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens that door, I will come in and sup with them, right? And that's just who Jesus is. He is constantly chasing us down, constantly pursuing us. And here he pursued this woman. And ultimately, he was going to bring revival through this woman. To her town. And what can we, how can we carry this in our lives? Well, just like Jesus, He took time, instead of thinking about His uh, fleshly desires, instead of thinking about maybe how hungry He was or how thirsty He was, He took time to sow into another's life. And so that's how we can do that by walking through crowds slowly. Instead of always being in such a rush or to do this or to do that, take some time today. And this is something that I struggle with absolutely 100%. You know, it's just and when I'm out and about, sometimes it's easy to just kind of keep my head down and just check off my list and just go forward and just, and just trudge through life and not realize that I'm passing people all the time. And those people are not just people. Those are uh, potential divine opportunities to be able to reach out to them. Maybe I have something I can give them, or perhaps they have something they can give me. And I'm not talking about just material things, but interchanges, divine opportunities. Um, you'd be surprised how many... Um, opportunities can arise just by striking up a conversation with someone, just by smiling at someone, just by greeting someone. And so that's something for me personally on a personal level is to just take those moments um, and just really reach out to the people around me. Here we go. Uh, Challenge question two, it says, it's very easy to point the finger at everyone else, finding fault in what they are doing and saying, and wow, isn't that the truth? But it's far better for us to realize that we are what we eat and to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. What are some things the Lord has been dealing with you about lately? Wow. And so now we're just going to kind of just rip the roof off here, rip the Band-Aid off if you will. So uh, obviously this is some time for you to really delve in and to really seek, seek God, seek your heart. What are some things that God's dealing with you? And and I'll be vulnerable for a moment. Something that God is really dealing with me about is that, you know, in the past I've gone on uh, mission trips, I've, I've been able to minister to people, but something that God's been really dealing with me on recently is instead of just having like that mission trip mindset where you kind of just share the gospel and you move on to the next person, you share the gospel and you move on to the next person, he is teaching me how to get in people's mess, if you will, because at the end of the day, listen, we all have our mess. We all have our, our pitfalls and our and our and our struggles, but we also have our celebrations, right? And so to be able to celebrate with people when they're celebrating, to weep with people that are weeping, um that takes relationship, that takes time, that takes intentionality, that takes being purposeful. And so something that I'm growing in as a person, as a Christian, is being more like Jesus in that and not not just looking for divine opportunities to just kind of be like, hey, here's the gospel, move on, never talk to you again. But To come back and to check up. And, you know, because Jesus, you know, when he gave the Great Commission, he didn't just say, go into all the world and make converts. No, instead, he said, go into all the world and make disciples. And so, when you make a disciple of someone, if you think about the word disciple, it means discipline. Discipline involves doing something over and over and over and over again, right? And building habits of it. So, when we're making disciples of people, that means we're having to be invested in their lives. We're having to check in on them. We're having to maybe call them weekly sometimes maybe even call them daily if they're going through a a big struggle, you know, writing them letters, being purposeful, being intentional about reaching out to them. And so it's it's more of a purposeful long-term relationship things that he's trying to build in me. And that does take being intentional. That takes being disciplined um, on my own will and being filled up with the word daily because I, you know, we cannot give what we don't have. And it also takes, you know, having that mindset to be like Jesus, where I really want to just not just speak into this moment this person's life for that moment, but to follow up. Right. And so I guess if I could sum all that up. The thing that the Lord is doing in my heart lately is, is, is the follow-up. It's not just the one and done, but it's the follow-up. It's the building those relationships, building that, those disciplines, those habits of just really reaching out to people. And so just take a moment and really find out, you know, what is it that the Lord is dealing with you about? And maybe there's several things, you know, just list them out. And man, God is so, so gracious. And thank God that he is long-suffering. All right, here we go. The last challenge question for today. It says, In light of the truth above, we are what we eat. What are some practical steps we can take to begin eating better things, to better equip us to have a closer walk with Jesus, to better be able to reach others with the good news? And here's, I put a hint here. It says, Whatever we are full of is going to come spilling out in our speech and actions. If we are full of the word, this will come out. Likewise, if we are full of fear, gossip, or worry, That will come out. What do you want to be full of? And so this is obviously very, very wordy here. Take your time with this. But in short, listen we are what we eat. Whatever we put on the inside is going to come out. I heard a preacher say one time that, you know, when the devil kicks your bucket, whatever's on the inside is going to come out, right? If we got a cuss on the inside, a cuss is going to come out. But if we have a praise on the inside, a praise is going to come out. And here's the thing. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. The troubles of life happen to us all. But— we have an option. We can be full of the Word, and we can be full of the Holy Spirit. And when life happens, we can either uh, allow God and His Word and the Holy Spirit to come out of us, or we can be empty. And when life happens, we can fall apart. We can be fearful. We can be anxious. And so we have to decide what kind of person do we want to be. Do we want to be someone who's full of the Word or not? And so for me personally, I want to be someone who is full of, of the Word. And so a practical thing for me is, we've talked about it before, Bible before breakfast, you know, getting up, spending time with God, making sure I'm putting the Word of God in when I don't need it so that it comes out when I'm due. You know, being disciplined in my own life, right, because it's going to be very hard in the long run. It's going to be very difficult to build and make disciples of others if I myself am not a disciple of Jesus. In other words, if I'm not disciplined to put the Word of God in me, how am I going to be disciplined to reach out to someone else on a consistent basis? Or uh, how am I going to be able to, in good uh, faith or good conscience, if you will, hold that person up to the same or higher standard than what I'm holding myself to? And so for me, the biggest practical thing is, and we are what we eat, is just making sure that I'm putting the Word of God in uh, on a consistent basis so that when i am walking through crowds slowly and god gives me a divine opportunity i'm ready at that moment to be able to minister to that person maybe pray with that person give that person a a hug or a smile or what have you and listen we all we all have so far to go with this we're not jesus right but at the same time we do have kind of that that high um Uh, goal to reach, basically, which is him. But at the end of the day, we are human. We make mistakes. We, We falter. We fail. But the big thing is just get back up. Don't beat yourself up. And uh, just start small. You know, God, what, what would you have me to do today? Who is someone today that I can maybe say a kind word to, write a kind letter to, right? And so as we do that, God will just continue to give us opportunities after opportunities after opportunities. And as you know, the more uh, disciplined we are on our side, the more he'll entrust us to be able to reach out to more uh, people. And so that's our devotional today. We are what we eat. Join me next time as we delve into day 35. And remember, until next time, what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you.